I am happy to announce that the winner is All About Eve. Parasite. Kramer versus Kramer. Chicago! West Side Show. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. One flew over the cuckoo's Shakespeare in Love. May I have the envelope, please? It is. Thursday, September 30th, 2021, and it is the world premiere opening day of the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures, or whatever they call it, Museum of, <laughs> of Arts and Sciences, Arts and Sciences Museum, um, and uh, we're here to tell you all about our experience my name is Rance. And I am Sam. Welcome to this episode of The Envelope, Please. We just got back from the Oscars Museum. Yes, this is fresh. This is fresh. And we, we made sure we didn't really talk about anything yet together. So we've just no. sat down now yes. and let's break it okay. down. Okay. Um, oh, you, let's, we have our, um, our, our handy little, uh, guidebooks they gave us. Oh yes, we were handed a map. We were handed a map. Yes, it is. So we'll, we're just gonna break this down, um, as we did things, I guess. Yes, right? that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we started in with the, uh, the stories of cinema, which is kind of the main, it's the main display, exhibit, exhibit yes. area, yes. Um, and it, it literally starts... As you walk in. As you walk in and you are learning about the ways in which they make movies. Um, yes. And um, the, uh, we almost, they, there's lots of um, video components throughout. And it's difficult to remember that. Why am I watching this video that I could probably watch at home? Um, <laughs> true. Very true. This montage of great cinematic images is in the is the very first thing you see. Um, in this exhibit, and I think Sam and I sat, just stood in front of it and just named the movies we recognized, <laughs> and we did that for five so minutes, true. and then like we were like, oh, we should probably go look at actual museum like, stuff. There's actually more to this than just these five-second clips we're watching. And I really think we were only like sitting and naming the things in the exhibit just to prove, like, oh, I know that movie. And as people like walk by, god damn it, we're so stupid. <laughs> But that was fun. And then that led off into uh, sort of a mini exhibit just about Citizen Kane. And oh my god. Oh my god. It's like starting out with a bang. Yes. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. I crunched a piece of ice right after I said that. That was not <laughs> intentional. Was I just perfect. had to get through it before I could talk more. Um Yes, so mm-hmm. they, um, you walk right in, and they have this little exhibit that just kind of tells you about the making of Citizen Kane, about Orson Welles only being 25 when it was made. And you guys, the, the artifacts that they pulled for this are incredible. One of the ones I just want to point out, mm-hmm. they have um, Herman Mankiewicz's, um, what do you call it, where his little like um, notes on the side of the screenplay. Mm-hmm. So it's actually his handwriting on the screenplay, um, like making updates and edits and stuff. Yes. It's, so cool. And we'll talk a few more times about some of the stuff here, but they um, they have lots of uh, pulled script pages and, and memos and stuff that oh, yeah. really, uh, I mean, I ended up taking a picture of a lot of these documents because there was just so much to take. I was like, later I'm going to want to read what this says. Oh, yeah. Um, and you could take pictures of almost everything. 
Um, yeah, there it was... really seemed like they picked and chose which ones you couldn't take pictures of. Just Interesting. Random. Yeah, I don't know what the. It didn't make any sense to me. And they're like, "Oh, you can't take pictures of that." I'm like, "This is literally just a photograph." I don't <laughs> Why know. Can't I take a picture of this? It was so. Um, it. But okay. But anyway, they. Right. Um, uh, the the centerpiece item mm-hmm. of the Citizen Kane exhibit um, was. The sled. The sled. The capital T H E sled. Um, which you know, there's only probably there's only a few um props that are probably as iconic as that one. Oh yeah. And one the the only one that I think we saw today that's more iconic than that, we'll get to. We'll get to. But yes, um, we will. Yes, but we will. the I, I have to say it did not disappoint. It was super, super cool. It was cool. Okay. Love that one. We moved into a, a separate exhibit um, for Thelma Schoonmaker, who was a huge, huge. film editor. Is, worked with Scorsese. Is. is. You, thank you. Yes. yes. Thank you. And she, yeah, go ahead. Worked with Scorsese. Um, was married to Emmerich Pressburger of, pa- or was it Michael Powell? Oh boy, I can't remember now. One of Powell or Pressburger. <laughs> she is the, the wife of. Oh my god, that's gotta be the that's gotta be the simplest thing. Uh, we can't okay. we can't get that wrong. No, we will. look it up real quickly. Thelma Schoon. The second I said Pressburger, I was like, I think it's actually Michael. Well, Powell. no, because we definitely saw in the thing, and it is one hundred percent Michael Powell. Michael yes, Powell. Michael Powell. I knew that. I knew that. One hundred percent. Well, how many um, people did we just lose on this podcast? <laughs> so mad. Should we do a clean one just to, to uh, sound smart? Okay, all right. Um, what was cool about that exhibit, though, is they showed, they had on display this old film editing, uh, I guess, desk contraption? Yeah, it was from the 20s. From the 20s. Yes, and it, um, I don't know why I didn't take a picture of that. That was before I was taking you pictures of You know why? It's because there were like three people that were standing in front of it yes. forever, and they wouldn't yeah. move. Yeah, we so we had to move past. There were other people at the museum, and I don't know. We were Ugh, under. Why? We had to choose a time. We were under the impression <laughs> that we would be the only. No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, but uh, uh, no, most of the people we ran into were very, very nice. Though we had little they side conversations nice. with a few people. Oh yeah, you know, it was um, just so wonderful because everyone is there just to talk about movies and learn and about movies. If they're there today, yeah. they love movies. And exactly. Yeah, this exactly. isn't. This wasn't a bunch of people who read this in a guidebook. Oh no, there you was know. just so much excitement on everyone's faces. Yes. Even all the, I will especially say this, the people who work there yes. were so nice. And so and knowledgeable. And they knowledgeable. Had, they had things to add in. I mean, um, to give you an idea of the excitement level, right after, um, in that same section with the Scoobmaker and uh, Susan Kane, there was also a um, Bruce Lee exhibit that's right um and there was a guy there yeah. at first we thought he worked there I'd but he was sure just was a guest and he was teaching people like karate moves yes. um and we talked to his wife and oh and she said 34 years so she yes. said she was saying i've been married to him for 34 years he does this all the time i knew he was <laughs> so basically she was like this guy is going to be standing in front of this exhibit the yeah. entire day just she said they were going arts. more than one day so that i think that <laughs> so she could check out the rest of the museum while he stage in the Bruce Lee section (laughs) um oh my god but um the uh uh the editor bay thing that you were just talking about that was incredibly cool and just showed how like it's just it's it's interesting because it 
in a way, it almost looked like computers. That's you know exactly what, what it looked like. Yes. 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 It didn't probably look. Uh, it, it would if you put it next to a picture of a of a present day fo- uh, editing deck. I don't think it would look that different. I don't think it would a either. A couple screens. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I just think yeah, the way they do it is just a little bit different. But it seems like the amount of equipment and the kind of the setup of everything is still very similar. What I found super interesting and something to kind of think about, I guess, is you know these film editors back in the twenties, thirties, and forties were pretty much women. It was yes. pretty much strictly yes. women were doing all of the film editing back then, mm-hmm. which I think is super impressive because we love short movies, as everyone here knows. Yes. And it seems like the females just know how to cut a movie down to the perfect length. I, Bring them back. <laughs> that is... I Well, you know, um, we... We said something about this. We ended up having a side conversation with a nice we lady did, we did. Uh, about about female editors. Yes. And um, and the thing we decided in this conversation was that women are good at are everything. The, the female they're great at everything. <laughs> um, but uh, the the female perspective works so well for editing. I think because it is both a left and a right brain activity true and i feel like you find more women who are logical and creative than you find men who are both 100 percent, 100 percent. it's about precision and it's about being creative it's such Absolutely. an interesting dichotomy but anyway um yes yeah, so we moved from that room into uh, probably the room i think we it love was the, the best part of the whole let's just call it the room with the oscars it was a red lined room yeah Kind of looked like that Twin Peaks Red Room thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah and, um, which don't ask me to tell you anything else from Twin Peaks. It was just, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Um, but, uh, it, uh, with a nice little, like, s- circular couch in the center. Very comfy. But, um, we didn't sit. <laughs> it looked very comfy. It looked super comfy. Which is where we would sleep if, uh, <laughs> if they would let us stay there. If they would let us stay there. Um, but then they had a, a semicircle with, just Oscars through the years on mm-hmm. display in chronological order. Um, and the earliest one they had was um, the uh, an Oscar for Sunrise. For Sunrise, yes. yes. I want to say it was like, was it Art Direction or something? It, was, it seemed like one of the more technical Oscars. It wasn't Actress or Picture. It wasn't the... It must have been... Yeah, Sunrise won three Oscars, didn't Actress, it? and then Artistic Picture, and, and then... The one that we can't think of. The one that we can't think of. <laughs> the one that um, this Oscar was for. But then they had a pretty good representation of different Oscars through the years. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see the evolution of, like, the base of the statue. Yes. Because it that was much smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the way that... You assume that they were all probably made pretty similarly, but you see how they age. Definitely. Um, they also had... I mean, I thought the coolest one was Clark Gables. I was just going to say that Clark Gables, it looked the most different yes. from everyone else's. For yes. some reason, the gold on it looked almost plastic. I don't know. It was kind of faded. You know, faded, and, yeah. yeah. It might have just been through a lot, you know, in yeah. the, obviously. But, but I mean... It just looked really, really... Clark Gable went through others. Clark Gable also went through a lot. He had many wives. He did, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But there was one... He had a son that was born after he died. Oh, oh. 
Did you not know that? I didn't know that. His wife was pregnant when he died. Oh my god. Yeah. Which wife was sad? this? What was the last the wife? last wife? The one he the one he married after Carol Lombard. They uh, were married. Okay, yeah. They were married forever and ever. Sure. But um, by forever sure. and ever, I mean it was probably like fifteen years. Well, but Hollywood you know, marriage. That's Hollywood pretty marriage. Good. Yeah, that's uh, especially back then. That's yeah, good. yeah. Um, there was one displaced case that had nothing in it though, Rayons. Yes. Um. <laughs> And we were confused at first. We were a little confused. Um, but they explain on on the plaque, and we also there was a very nice security guard who gave us some more information. Um, I think he was a security guard. It felt like that, but also kind of felt he like looked he looked like was, security. He looked like security, but there was like no door because he, he had like an earpiece. Yeah, yeah. But he knew his stuff. He knew his stuff. But um, uh, Hattie McDaniel's Oscar is missing. And like from um, the world, not just from the music. No one knows where it is. <laughs> and so there was an empty case yeah. that told that story. It ain't fitting, it just ain't fitting. It was really cool. Oh, and we were the Billy Wilder Oscar for um Yes. For Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard, yes. yes. His writing Oscar that he shares with Charles Brackett. Um, yes. Oh, amazing. So yeah, this is really, really cool Oscars that they pulled because they weren't all like from the main categories there was a bunch of kind of random ones in there too it was just kind of fun to see mm-hmm. how they differ throughout the years then there was a um, a section that told um, the story of an, story of the Oscars um, there were clips that played in that room as well and the clips were all from like significant milestones yes in Oscar history so they they played Hattie McDaniel's speech yep they played uh, Rita, Rita Moreno's um, they played uh, uh, Sidney Poitier's. They played um, uh, Chloe Zhao. Yes, from last year. Yep. Um, so just uh, Catherine Bigelow and um, Parasite winning Best Picture. Parasite like, winning Best Picture. Yeah. Um, Tatum O'Neill, who was the youngest winner. Yep. Um, they uh, so they kind of like all those superlatives. They they yes. Um, they were showing those speeches, which was cool. So that's going on while you're in the area that tells the chronological history of the awards. Yep, they bring it year down by, by year. year. Yep. Um, and they uh, also had on display two outfits. Yes, and they were great garments. There was the famous one worn by Cher when she wins her Oscar, and also the gown that Rita Moreno won, uh, wore when she won her Oscar, and, and when she presented. Uh, uh, only best, pi- best picture was no, it last year or two years ago? A couple years ago. A couple years ago. No, she didn't present Parasite. No, that was Jane Fonda. I think she presented Green Book. That sounds right. I don't hold me to that. No, don't hold me to that. Either. Could be the year before that. Um, <laughs> it might have just been last year too. Oh god, I don't know. <laughs> no, it wasn't last year. Okay, it was not for sure not last year. It was a normal looking telecast. Okay, cool. I but know it that must much. have been a couple years yes. ago. Yes. Um, Both of those dresses were on display. Beautiful. This is also the only room where we get a picture of Meryl Streep. So this is it was it was strange. They did have a drawing from Fantastic Mr. Fox of her character, <laughs> which is a fox. <laughs> so but, it was um, Meryl as a fox. But very oddly, uh, they one of the speeches they had that could play on the that was playing on the clip screen was uh was Meryl Streep's uh for Sophie's Choice um which I guess they are marking the fact that she has the most nominations of anyone yes. ever that's probably what that the would make purpose sense. of putting yes. that uh, and she's Meryl Streep and she's Meryl fucking there was Streep. also another video screen I don't know if you noticed this that was uh showing the stage that is, as it looked every year from 53 yes. to present. 53 being the first year they put it on TV. Yes, all that the way. was really cool. And you could see what the set design was. Yeah, which is Because they would awesome. show wide shots of the stage. That yeah. was really, really cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And they had one. a mock-up of, of the set design from, from the 2015. 15, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From 2015, yes. 
Yeah, yeah, and which looks so cool because you 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 know you kind of forget about all of the pre-production and the planning and stuff that goes into just putting on the Oscars. You know, there's yes, there's even yeah, you know, like um, uh, stuff built for that too. You know, now most of the listeners of this podcast would not need to go through and read the history of the Oscars that they present there because. Basically, all the information that they had on there, you can learn on the respective episodes of our show. This is true. I'm just saying. These are the facts. Oscars, why haven't you hired us to be your official historians? Bring us in. Come on. Bring us in. We can, we're we're the person you need standing in that room all the time. Literally. We'll just be like behind the, the, like a desk that says, questions? (laughs) questions <laughs> come on up we will have a conversation so after this room we actually stepped away yes. and we went and did the oscars experience which was this fun little room that you can go into uh-huh. where you get to hold an oscar as a videotape you accepting it's kind of like yes. you get to accept an oscar and they film you and then you get to have it they give you the and then they put the together video. a little edit of that which is just i guess automatically done on something must be where they pull a few seconds from that situation yes they have a behind shot and they show like a, a like a audience quote unquote from the in front audience. of you uh in front of you and um that uh and when they they the video starts with and the oscar goes to yes your name and then um they send you they you get emailed the video raptor it's 15 dollars for the experience I personally thought it was worth it. I think it's worth it. It's so fun. You get all. It's a legitimate Oscar. You also Oscar. can have a friend of yours. We didn't do this for mine. Yes. I did this for. We did this for yours. True friend. We, I I realized you could do this. You did not think. You did not think. To, I was just watching you hold the Oscar, and I was you like, did me, take next, me, "Me next." <laughs> you did take many pictures of me, so I will let let it slide for this time. But you can also your you can have a friend off camera. Yes. Shooting your own video of it as well. Precisely. They are very nice in this room. They are. Definitely recommend it. It's a fun little thing. And it's something you can keep. You know, that's a video they're going to give you. You can have it forever. So it's really, really cool. Yes. Oh, gosh. From there, we went all kinds of places. I'm, like, looking through the pictures to see where we were going to. Again, the majority of the the displays they have out there is a bunch of pictures and memos and stuff. And the memos are really, really cool because it's like seeing... Like uh, private text messages between mm-hmm. producers and actors, or private emails between producers and directors and stuff that we never get to see. So yeah. it's a really fun inside look at the dialogue between these top, you know, producers while they're making the movie. And in the section, we got past the Oscar section after mm-hmm. we did the the Oscar experience. And in the next section, there was um, they had some storyboard stuff yes right um and they had um is this where the storyboards were yeah i think so uh around here yep um and they um they had some stuff involved psycho they had the psycho psycho they had a whole little section on psycho which included some correspondence yes um and the storyboards for the shower scene super cool so cool and the typewriter that uh joseph stefano remembered his name um uh, who wrote Psycho that he wrote the script on. Yes. I mean, just insane. And right now, too, next to this room that we were just talking about, the Psycho, yeah. they have right now a Spike Lee um, display oh, yes, going yes. on as well, which is so cool because they have his collection of movie posters. Well, the thing, in the in the center of the exhibit, you have, like, Spike Lee props, like yes. uh, costumes he wore costumes. and do the right thing. Yep. 
um, his saxophone. Yes, and the, and the um, outfit he wore when he won his Oscar for Black Klansman yes, at the Oscars. Yes, yes, that Barbara Streisand presented him as yeah, I remember. As you did, yes, you did. <laughs> um, but then what I loved is they displayed all of this memorabilia, the film posters and um, some other. Uh, posters he has because there was also like a huge Muhammad Ali yeah um and um these they called it his inspirations yeah and these are the things that inspired him so these are the movies that speak to him yes uh, as a filmmaker and most of them were signed by people involved in the production yep so he has like um, Apocalypse Now signed by Francis Ford Coppola he has uh, what else? Was, there was Taxi Driver signed by everybody. There's Midnight Cowboy Midnight signed Cowboy, by everybody. John oh, Schlesinger, um, and uh, yeah, just a bunch of so cool. Porgy and Bess, um, and uh, 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 Carmen Jones uh, signed by uh, Harry Belafonte. Yes, I mean like, it was it was such a fun like kind of look inside Spike Lee's brain, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, you know, kind of seeing the things that. Uh, speaks to him and how that's affected his craft throughout the years. Really, really cool room to walk through. Yeah, that was absolutely incredible. That was really, really fun. Okay. Um, and then we get to the Wizard of Oz display. <laughs> oh, we're off to see the Wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Which is a larger um, the exhibit. Room, the room is gigantic. <laughs> yes. Um, so cool. The centerpiece is the first thing you see. Yes. Which are the ruby slippers, which were tiny. Tiny. I don't think we talked yeah. about that. We didn't, but, but Judy Garland's feet were not feet at all. No. <laughs> they were two toes. That's they were it. two. I mean, just so, 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 so small. <laughs> She's an itty-bitty thing, for yes. sure. And they, um, but that's that's only the tip of the iceberg, because okay. they also had, um, they had like that tin can, can the the oil can that wasn't actually an oil can from the movie Not oil. it was one it's a gold one that was presented to uh uh um jack haley yes um who played the tin man uh after production was over yes um yes jack haley played him bert lar lion lion and Bulger. then ray ray Bulger. Bulger. yes yes uh played the scarecrow i'm very proud of myself i for, am too yeah <laughs> um and I, you you knew it almost as well as me thank god for you yes you i you completed i did i knew this the is one. why we have a podcast together because we don't we we each know half of the information we have to um but they also had the uh the gingham dress and we saw the gingham dress and initially i thought like oh it's two copies of the gingham dress right um but that's not what it was at all. Sam, what was, what was, why did we have two? Well, it was so interesting because, as you all know, in Wizard of Oz, it starts off in sepia tones. What? And then it goes into I've color. I've never seen it. I know. What? I highly recommend. Oh my Great gosh. Film. What is it about again? So what they have is the, that dress, the famous Dorothy dress, but done up with sepia toned clothing. Yes. And then they have next to it the, the, the actual one that's done up in color. So the that reason was there were two. The reason there were two because this is how they did special effects. So they would have the scene where she opens the door into Oz, where they leave sepia behind, go to color. They could they had actually to have shoot two garments. They had to shoot that in color. Yes. So so they had her in the sepia dress first, and then she would step out of frame, and then they would have someone walk in with the color dress on as they're going forward. So it was kind of like. Special effects without being special effects, but it's also 1939, so yeah. what's a special effect? <laughs> it's totally true. They included the name, I wish I can't think of it right now, but they included the name of the 
of the the double as well. Oh, they did. So... Yes, who was a man? That's right. Her double was a man. What? It was a man. I didn't notice the name. It was a man's name. I couldn't tell you what it was, but I remember looking at it, being like, "Why was her double a man?" <laughs> It was. Because. It was probably just some random crew member who they were like, we need someone to put this dress on for a shot. Go. Interesting. Well, um, they also had a munchkin little jacket. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they had... Um, oh, they had the lion's, uh, the mane, lion's his mane. His mane that he wore. Oh, so yes. cool. Or one of them. I think it said it was one of mm, the... One of them, yeah. Um, because he doesn't he get his hair done up at one point? He oh does. my gosh, he does! When and they when they arrive in Oz, the and they give him all the bows. Yes, yeah. uh, oh my god! And they had a witch's hat uh, for yes. Margaret Hamilton wore. Yes, um, they included some concept art, which was very interesting. All the concept art was so cool. And then there was that one. They had a. It was a picture of a memo that included a suggested cast listing. Judy Garland was listed as a suggestion for for. Dorothy, yes. but they just put witch and other witch <laughs> instead of Glinda and uh, the Wicked Witch. Of the witch. I was about to say Elphaba, but I, I was know, like, right? but that's different not... Movie, different movie. They don't know that yet. Um, um, there was also, after this, there was just an entire room full of costumes. There's oh. a whole costume display section with some of the coolest costumes. The, oh I would say God. the big piece, when you walk in, it's hard to miss it. It is the, uh, Spra, the Queen... Oh crap! The May Queen from Midsummer. Yes, her dress that Florence Pugh uh, wears, which is quite stunning in person. It is. Yes. It's incredible. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, like going along first on the along the wall, they have some older costumes. Um, they have uh, a Shirley Temple dress, which was super cute. Um, and then they had uh, one of Claudette Colbert's dresses from uh, Cleopatra, which. Uh, the movie is in black and white. It looks very silver and shimmery, but the dress is like an olive green. True. It was a very uh, and then they had the very bright Technicolor red dresses that um, uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe and Jane Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell wear in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. I believe they are singing the the Little Rock definitely song. Then they had a whole section in the middle. There were some other cool costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of like um, concept for uh, costumes yes. too. Oh, they drawings, had drawings. Doodles. Oh my god, so many very cool, very cool cool drawings. Uh, and and the the cool thing is, no matter what era of movies you love, there is a representation of that era definitely. on display in definitely. sections like this. So you get. You get newer stuff. They had like a, um, a uh, space suit from Interstellar mm-hmm. on display. Yep. But you also go back to Shirley Temple and you get... Yes, and they you, did pull from they did modern pull, and classics. Yeah, and they had um, this really weird, interesting costume from The Wiz. Yeah, um, Eveline's costume. Yes. yes. And uh, <laughs> um, all the way up to... There was uh, a dress that Aquafina wore in... Um, Crazy Rich Asians. Not dress. It was a, a suit. Oh, her a, suit that she a, wears, a, yes. A suit, uh, whatever. Um, a cool outfit she wears in Crazy Rich Asians, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so they also had a whole room just dedicated to, like, um, how movies can transport you out of reality. Yes. Right? So now we're talking about very high concept films with a lot of uh, prosthetics, a lot of robotics, stuff like that. So this is where we have, I mean, we have one of the ETs, one of the electronic ETs that was used. We have R2-D2, we have C-3PO here. Um, Tons of just these 
you know, fame. Oh my God, there's a spaceship from 2001: A Space Odyssey. Like all these awesome pieces yes. that they just have on display. I thought and that was lots a really of, cool room. Lots of like uh, puppet or prosthetic. Mm, yeah. Um, things they had. Uh, excuse me. They had um, like the alien. Yeah, the xenomorph from Alien. From Alien. Yes. Um, and they had uh, stuff from uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh my god, they had the, the, mer- the merman yes. from Shape of Water, <laughs> which oh. was the largest one, I think, that was there. They had Danny DeVito's prosthetic nose from Batman Returns. Yes. Also, on the side of this room, they had... Um, was it this room? Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, they had... Um, matte paintings yes was it this room mm-hmm. that, that was yeah i think you're right uh, yeah yeah from batman returns yep same room. um and uh and the matte paintings were just gorgeous very cool very cool. gorgeous you could see how they could like then transpose the actual film on top of it to have that as the background oh my god incredible yeah incredible work just is this like, when we go into animation sorry this is this is when we go into animation yes. yes there's a whole section of just animation here yes um and all kinds there is a central right now anyway a central display mm-hmm. um, exhibit for Hayao Miyazaki's work and yes. that's kind of what started, and then it went into like also Disney and Pixar things. But you as can't well. take pictures there. You were not allowed to take pictures no, here. But then you can take pictures with regular animation. Exactly. Yes. So you see why we get confused? You understand yes, now? It's, yes. But it's a little confusing. But the Hayao Miyazaki exhibit is incredible. If yeah, you it's love his fantastic. films, go in there. Uh, yes. There's there's like a million Totoros around you. So how can you not be happy? <laughs> how can uh, you not? <laughs> I mean, for real. Uh, with the animation exhibit where you can take pictures. Yes. Um, it starts, there's lots of early Disney stuff in there. Stuff from Snow White and Bambi. Mm-hmm. Um, concept art from like Sleeping Beauty. Um, also stuff from Frozen. And um, mm-hmm. Toy Story. Toy Story. Uh, yes. Just uh, no matter what, pick your poison. No matter what type of era of Disney you like. Big uh, animator's desk that was used for decades. Yes, there was one of the classic animation desks from the 1930s. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was incredible. They had a section that was dedicated to independent animators, too. So you could learn about people who were not Disney or Warner Brothers who were making cartoons. Which we appreciated because, to be honest, and this isn't like touting our own horns, but like a lot of the stuff in this museum, we already knew. We knew a lot of these facts. So it was fun finding those little gems of displays new and to us totally brand new to us so, yes you know i think there even if you are well versed in oscars you will find something in this museum that you have yet to learn or not experience. that not that somebody well versed in oscars is gonna be like no i'm not gonna go to that museum because i know everything exactly and they also had the concept art for fantastic mr fox which included uh i the Meryl Streep character. Yes. Um, and a little bit more of Meryl. <laughs> which, uh, a little bit more of Meryl. I had a farm in Africa. Um, but, uh, and they included some Looney Tunes stuff yes. as well. And then there was uh, this two-story room mm-hmm. that talked about the concept of backdrops and used um, a an on-display example. I have a feeling they'll probably change what backdrop is on display occasionally. I think so, for sure. Um, just, but it's two stories, so you can get it from two different perspectives. Uh, the second story is where you can get the best photo. Yes. Just so you know. <laughs> um, and uh, if you want a photo in front of this, and it is a Mount Rushmore backdrop from north by northwest yes and it looks so good <laughs> it looks it's so good gorgeous it's and it's massive. hand hand painted oh my god i didn't know that yeah can't you tell 
Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it, you guys, it looks like a photo. It looks like a photo. It looks like a photo. It's painted. It's incredible. Yeah, no. And and they have it all, they have it hung up and lit as it would be, and they are playing the scene in which it's used so you can compare. Yeah. Um, it was just, uh, just incredible. Um, Absolutely incredible. We um, also found out mm. that, um, that the Oscar we knew this but i'm saying it like we didn't know this um, <laughs> what did we find out Rance? that the we couldn't go into the theater where they're playing right movies today because they were they had two different screenings today of the wizard of oz with the live orchestra oh how beautiful um which is their opening night in their big gorgeous uh Sphere of a theater. Oh my god, yes. Um, that looks like uh, something out of Star Wars, actually. <laughs> it does. Um, but uh, in addition to that screening, uh, they have a very diverse set of films yes. playing, no matter what type of movie you like. They yes. probably have it playing. And for all you horror movie fans, the, for the month of October, yeah. they have selected some of the best scary movies that they're going to be screening there. And yeah. the best thing is, how much does it cost to see a movie there, Rance? It costs $10 for general admission, $8 if you're a member. 10 Dollars. I mean, how great! I honestly thought it would be like twenty. I did too. I really too. <laughs> oh, I really. Are did. they paying us? Why are we? <laughs> <laughs> I was floored. Yeah. So no. what a great place to go and see a movie. You yeah. Know? No. Oh I'm, god. Yeah. And I was reading through the programming, the program list, because they they get, there's a booklet you can get that's free mm-hmm. at the information desk at the front where we should uh, work. Uh, so I and they have the October November one up now. So I'm assuming there'll be a new one every couple months. Okay. And um, and they tell you if you're a person like me who's big into what format are they screening it in. <laughs> um, they tell you whether they're it's going to be a 35 millimeter print or whether or not it's going to be a digital print that they'll be showing. So you can also go through and you know what they're playing 35 millimeter prints of Poltergeist. They're here. And uh, an alien, an alien, alien thirty-five millimeter. That sounds so cool. I thought the the one, the Age of Innocence, the Scorsese one, would yeah. be a great. That that'd be, be really a great cool. watch. And, oh, God, and the so theater so itself. Cool. I wish we could have gone in, but it looks so cool, so cool. And it, and there are a couple different bridges that lead out to it, and one of them's the Wasserman Bridge. But the one I really want to go across is on the fifth floor. Mm-hmm. The Barbara Streisand Bridge. And yes. If you have not seen the photo of Barbara in front of her bridge, go to her Instagram Check immediately. It out. It'll change your life. But right now, there is no access to that fifth floor. So I'm guessing where my, there's also an observation and there's deck. a huge observation deck. And I don't know. My guess is maybe they were just getting ready for an event up there. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, so they just couldn't have guests up there. Oh, you know, what we, for, we forgot to mention what's that? Because he's not in a display room. We forgot to mention Bruce. Bruce the shark. Yes. So yeah, you guys, when you're on the escalators in this museum, just yeah. look up. Look you up. can see Bruce the shark, one of one of sharks. <laughs> uh, he's massive. Massive. He's huge. He's huge. Very impressive. Yes. I, it takes a lot for us to be impressed. It does. But, but Bruce. <laughs> Bruce did it Bruce for us. Bruce did it. So that's kind uh, of what yeah. the museum had to offer. Lots of displays. Oh my god. Lots of to sink your teeth into. So Rance, I just want to ask you, what was your favorite... I don't want to say room. I want to be specific. What was the your favorite thing, individual object that you saw? Mm. 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 Um, I have to think of my own answer now. I know. I, I'm... Shit. 
uh, I'm trying to think if there's something that maybe we didn't mention that I can throw out there. Um, yeah. But, uh, oh, gee, there, there's so much to take in, and there were so many little pieces that I I enjoyed. Um, there was, uh, there was like a little mini display of some of some script pages and correspondence of Billy Wilder mm. that I really liked looking through. Um, but you know, uh, man, I gotta say, I don't think it, oh man. Um, gee, I don't, mm. <laughs> uh, the, 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 I, I really thought the gingham dress thing was cool. Yes, that was really cool. Yeah, that was... There were several <laughs> moments <laughs> where I, like, moved my hand across and, and like, hit Sam in the chest. Like, <laughs> Sam, look, look, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Oh, no, you know, actually, I take all of it back. My favorite part was the, um, was the Room of Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god. I was gonna say my favorite was definitely the room of Oscars or honestly the Oscars experience getting to hold the Oscar. I think that oh was so god. cool. It is heavier than you imagine. It's heavy. It right? Is very heavy. Yes I, it is. I literally thought they said eight pounds. I was like, eight pounds isn't nothing. Yeah, whatever. I mean like but it I feels curl like more pounds. than that. Um, no, that is really, really, really cool. Um and other than that, I would say that my favorite thing that I saw was Spike Lee's poster of Apocalypse Now signed. Um, by Coppola. By Coppola. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. The poster itself, too. I just it was really, really Several cool of the, the the posters that are signed to Black, Spike Lee have, like, little personal messages on them, too. Yeah, Which was super fun. That was so fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, man, it's just... Uh, <sighs> okay, here's another question for you. Um, if you were curating one of the exhibits, what would you theme your exhibit around? Mm. Well, I think we know what the answer to this is going to be. <laughs> we both know there was a, a startling lack of each of our favorite actresses 100%. In, this, in this museum. I know for a fact that Steven Spielberg bought both of Betty Davis's Oscars at auction um, and then donated them back to the Academy. And you tell me where they are. Where so are they? neither one of them were on display. Very confused. <laughs> but I I would love to see a section dedicated to the to the life and career of Betty Davis. <laughs> Come on, Oscar. Let you and me get drunk. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's probably what my exhibit would be too it'd just be called like you know, I don't know like the best actress exhibit and then just like yeah switch out which actress you're highlighting that month or that season if you will and just yeah have a bunch yeah. of memorabilia well there them. there definitely should be more meryl in the exhibit do you know who also who? was pretty under uh, who was not represented at all actually Ooh. uh katherine hepburn who has won four barely any katherine the only time that i saw like katherine hepburn betty davis or meryl streep really mentioned was in that room of the the timeline of the oscars the timeline where they're just in like a little blurb about a year they won their award that's yeah that's really it yeah that's and, really it and that's not that's not much for i think 
we need to we need to have something at some point that really um, highlights these groundbreaking women. The women, I agree with you because, well, as, as we all know, we love our actresses. We love the best actress category. We love the supporting actress category. So we want to. We would have loved to have seen more of those performers. I mean, as far as we're concerned, there are three cate- categories at the Oscars. There's supporting actress, actress, and picture, and those are the only categories That's really that matter that until matters. a woman wins one of the other awards. Then we don't care so much. That is so true. That is so true. I think we we probably care when a gay man wins something. Yes, that would be wonderful. And also, I will say this: they did a lot of highlighting of queer cinema too. They did. Oh my god! There is a lot of that in there. Especially, One of the Oscars um, on display was from the Times of Harpy Milk. Milk. Yes, yeah. and that guy, um, one of the producing partners of that film, who mm-hmm. won. Uh, another Oscar a few years later for directing the documentary about the AIDS quilt. They highlighted both of those projects. And I was yeah. like, that's really, really cool. So there is kind of some emphasis on there. Um, we would like to see more emphasis when our queer actors actually start winning Oscars. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Yeah, out queer Oscar. You know, an out actor has never won. Not for acting. An acting Oscar. Definitely not. There are actors who we now know are gay. Correct. Who won Oscars. Joel Grey. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Spacey. Um, <laughs> Gross. But, but an out actor has no. not won. The closest we got was probably Ian McKellen, and it makes me so sad that we had two chances to give him an Oscar, Gods and Monsters and Lord of the Rings, both so deserving. Yeah. And we fucking didn't. Yeah. How upsetting. We also had an opportunity to award Lily Tomlin... Uh, didn't do it. Yes, she's the best did. part of that movie too. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Yes. Nashville. I don't think she was out at the time, but still. Um, no, probably not. No, but uh, uh, I don't know. Well, 70s. this is something we got to work on. Yeah, that it is. We've and had I think that's the next step, right? We've had actors win Oscars for playing queer characters. Oh, and how who are, brave who they are, are not. Who are not queer themselves? Not at all. Um, Which we're not, over that. Yeah, we're not that. At the time those those wins happened, they were important. Yes, but we are past that time now. Yes, I mean this and is this is a very important conversation. You know what I mean? We get. I don't know why we decide to have. We this. are breaking into this. I'm sure we'll get. Into, we'll, you know, when we, we actually have a winner, queer representation. Yes. when we get into those films in a couple more years, you guys. But that is a very hot topic to discuss yes. for sure. Um, okay. But this is not the view and this is not hot topics. This is, so, not, this is not the time nor place for this conversation. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's wrap this up. Final thoughts. Rance, you would go again. Oh, I, <laughs> well, first of all, I'm an Academy member. Apparently I can go for free now. Apparently, so, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this is the thing I'm doing anytime anyone visits. Absolutely. If you come to visit Sam in LA, guess where we're going? The Oscars Museum. Yeah. Even if I don't like you, I'll go with you to the <laughs> Oscars Museum. This is just where I'm going to take people from now on. Uh, you can just get lost in there. Like, it's just, it's, it or is Or maybe first dreamy. dates. We will say this. Here's a little pro tip if you're going to come for the first time. There is no parking. So, you are either, uh, have to suffer through street parking, or you can park at LACMA. It was about $18 Which to park there. It is expensive. They suggest using rideshare or public transportation. So, there you have it. Just so you're prepared yeah. to know... Parking can be tricky. So. Can be tricky. But, yes. um, yeah. I just, I just thought, this is my first date activity. Because <gasps> what then a good idea. you gauge their reaction to things. And how well they're going to mesh with you. How well they'll mesh with you. Because Gosh. if they don't think anything in there is cool, you're like, well, this isn't going to work. I mean, what if you leave the museum with your, your date, and the first thing he says to you is, not enough Betty Davis stuff in there. Would you just marry him Wait, right I, there? I would marry him. <laughs> 
I would be like, is there a justice of the peace? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I love that. Yeah, this is, it's wonderful. Guys, get yourself out there. Check it out. It is such a good museum. Such a good museum. So good. Yes. Okay. So we are going to get into next week now. Guess what? We are back next week to our regularly scheduled programming. Yes. And we're going to be discussing Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy. The final year of the 80s. We will be getting into that. I know you said you haven't seen it yet. We we talked about this before, but you haven't seen it yet. I'm very excited to hear you talk about this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So tune in next week, guys. We'll be discussing... Yes, the music's great. I just know that theme. It's a good song. It's a yeah. good song. Yeah. All right, catch us next week, guys. We'll talk about 1989 and Driving Miss Daisy. Mm-hmm.